Discover the leader in you with the leadership linebacker, Dr. Jason Carthen, former New England Patriot turned Ph.D. I bring a new brand of inspiration and passion to audiences worldwide. Having served and consulted with Fortune 500 companies, the National Football League Players Association, and the White House, each week I will prescribe empowering, motivational, and life-changing medicine for your soul. Now, it's time to discover the leader in you. All right. Well, hey, welcome, everybody, to another edition of Discover the Leader in You. I'm your host, the leadership linebacker, Dr. Jason Carthen. And, you know, I'm excited. The title of today's show is Why the Life of an Entrepreneur is Not for the Faint of Heart. And, you know, risk, uncertainty, and a fierce resolve are just a few of the descriptors for an individual that has decided to pursue the opportunities in the life of an entrepreneur or business owner. You know, there's so many times there are individuals who seek to go after their dreams while following their purpose, but are met with challenges. So what does it take to follow your purpose and to thrive as an entrepreneur and a business owner? And that's a great question. And in keeping with our theme of women in business, today's show features a very special guest. Ms. Chanel Holmgren, who is a founder of Inspired by Purpose. She will share with us her perspectives on why the life of an entrepreneur is not for the faint of heart. But before we do that, I just want to remind everyone that we always want to hear from you and we always want you to engage with us. And if you have any sort of questions, feel free to call in to 1-888-281-1110 or to tweet your questions to me at Jason Carthen. Just want to remind everybody as well that the Jason Carthen Enterprises app has been launched. It's on iTunes and the Google Play Store, and we would love to interact with you. You can keep us right in your pocket and watch some of the videos and listen to some of my MP3s and just stay connected in that way. We'd love for you to do that. So make sure you navigate over to iTunes and the Google Play Store and download that. We'd love to connect with you and uh, just share some of the content that we have available to you. Also, as a reminder, my I Speak Life Academy is coming up on September 19th. We'd love for you to register. You can go to jasoncarthen.com. Definitely connect with us there and register. We'd love to see you in person, or we also will provide a telestream as well so you can stay connected and have a video stream coming to you live right at that point, which would be a good thing. You know, that's the goal to equip and empower as many people as possible. Now, without further ado, I want to introduce you to a very dynamic young lady, and I think you're going to enjoy today's show. Now, Chanel Holmgren is an entrepreneur, a fitness expert, and an emerging speaker and author who is impacting lives through personal development, fitness, and community. She is the founder of Inspired by Purpose, and while she believes education is an important factor for being credible and relevant, Chanel also uses her own story of perseverance and struggle as an abused child and high school dropout who was emancipated at 16 to help others overcome their own obstacles. She is a true entrepreneur who leads her community through her service and an inspiring story of survival. And as a fitness expert, she provides one-on-one and group fitness training to a broad scale of people from ages 11 to 80 years old, everybody. Now think about that. She has to be talented (laughs) to do those sorts of things. She is also a volleyball strength and conditioning coach for a local club league. In addition, she partners with the city of Reno and other local businesses and is focused on developing communities through health and fitness outreach. Her goal, her ultimate goal, 
is to fulfill her God-given purpose and carry out her social responsibility to help others lead healthier, happier lives. Chanel, welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm wonderful, Jason. Thank you so much for having me. How are you? Oh, I'm doing well. No complaints. Uh, again, I just as I was reading through your bio and just just hearing a little bit more about you, I was really intrigued and I said to myself, "Hey, you know what? Everyone needs to hear her story." So, that was the rationale and I I'm looking forward to hearing some of the things uh that we're going to talk about here today. Okay? Okay, perfect. All right. So one of the first things, you know, what are you doing right now? I've heard through the grapevine that someone's going to be getting married. So before we dive into everything else, are you excited about getting married? Oh, I'm so excited. I never, you know, growing up, I never was the little girl that pictured I'll have a white house and picket fence and I'll be married and fall in love. And um, it just is such a blessing that God's provided me with someone in my life that um, supports me in my life and in business. And I'm very, very excited to finally be tying the knot. Oh, that's great. That is great. And I know, hey, he is, he better be appreciative. I put it that way. (laughs) Oh, he is. He is wonderful. He's wonderful. Good, 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 good. So, Chanel, you have a very powerful story. And one of the things that, you know, many of our listeners may want to know, what type of significance uh, were you able to draw from having an abusive childhood? You know, I mean, how does that relate to your mission at the end of the day? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, as, as some of the listeners may know out there, I was emancipated at the age of 16. Um, I grew up in a drug home, drug environment. I was raised by my mom and my stepfather. And I really faced daily physical and emotional abuse to the point where I ran away several times, I bounced around a lot, and I really never had a stable upbringing. So it was always looking toward the next opportunity, the next way that I can make money or get food in my belly. And it was really that I, I was able to look forward, always looking forward, and seeing what is the next opportunity or how can I make something out of nothing. Mm. And as an entrepreneur, that's exactly that's exactly what we have to do in business. And so um, that tenacity and those survival skills really taught me some of the things that are necessary for me to be an entrepreneur today. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, but you know what, Chanel? I think many people would say, but I don't want to go through that <laughs> to, to have to be able to do it. But the right. I... Yeah, the idea that you not only went through that, and I want to unpack that a little bit more, but you were able to thrive. You know, you did not give up. Uh, You were able to foster a level of resilience to be able to keep moving forward. What do you attribute that to? I mean, were you just, did you already have that on the inside, that type of resilience? Wow, that's a great question. And that's actually a question I revisit all of the time when I'm speaking to other people or they ask me about my motivations. And I think I definitely had that on the inside, um, but it was God's grace alone. Mm. God gave me something, a spark, a drive that just knew that I just knew that I needed to do better. I didn't know what that looked like, but I knew that I was here on this earth for a reason. And I wanted to discover what was that reason. And, And that's what I'm still working toward, to find out what that looks like. Um, but 
God's grace has shown me so much favor in this whole process, and I believe that he gave me all of the skills that I'm learning to unfold and unpack as I go along. Oh, my goodness. Chanel, I, I really appreciate your transparency. I mean, what you just shared right there, many people, you know, they may not even understand the whole whole idea of, of grace and mercy, you know, in our lives. But the fact that not only God has shown you grace, but he's also shown you favor, you know, to do some yeah. amazing things, you know, is, is so powerful and you're in touch with it. You know, many people think they say luck and chance and different things like that. But it sounds like you knew, maybe even at an early age, that God's hand was upon you and you were going to do these great things that you're doing. When when did you come to a point of, of faith in your life? Or was it a gradual thing or what happened? It was certainly a gradual thing. I, like, um, like many people have a story, my grandmother took me to church often. Um, I was raised by a former Catholic turned atheist. Mm. who was a Marine sniper, and so I was taught very conflicting messages. Right. About the time I was 11, 12, 13, when I really started building friendships, um, I was living with different friends. I went from every church, from Baptist church to Jehovah's Witness to Mormon churches, so I really was exposed to a lot of different religious ideals and beliefs. But I, I think what it was is that I asked God to show himself to me. I was so confused, and I didn't know what to believe. And so I really had this sense of, I'm not really sure what a healthy relationship looks like, but I know that every time I go to talk to God, he's been there for me, yes. and I feel it. Wow. So it's something unexplainable, but probably around the age of 12. Wow. And that's a young age because many, uh, many young people these days, they are so bombarded with messages and different things vying for their attention. The fact that you could, you know, understand, Ooh, okay, he's always there for me. I want this relationship. I need this relationship. That's powerful. That is powerful. And and then, you know, Chanel, the whole idea of what you had to go through uh, with some of the abuse and uh, some of the things that took place, your resolve is just, it's amazing. It's amazing. And hopefully one of our listeners out there, they can actually take from this because we don't know who we're broadcasting to right now. Different people may be going through things, but, you know, just listening to Chanel's story gives me a certain level of hope uh, as well. So I know that some of our listeners, they're probably going to take something away from it uh, as well. So thank you for being transparent in that way. Chanel, we've been talking about faith. We've been talking about grace and, and favor and mercy. You know, what do you feel like God's role has been in your journey, both in business and and relationships, and what do you think his role has been for you? Wow, that's that's a really powerful question. His role has been everything to me. It has changed at many different points of my life. There are many times that I ignored my purpose or I felt like things were difficult, and so it's been a very slow process. There's been plenty of struggle along the way, not knowing exactly what God wanted me to do. There have been points where I felt like God just wasn't there anymore. Mm. And so really rediscovering um, rediscovering what is God and who is God in those times of 
struggle and trial um, has been the biggest the biggest lesson so far that I've learned is that when I hit rock bottom, I always went back to God. And so mm-hmm. he has been the one to lift me up and truly give me the favor and grace to make anything happen in my life. And that paired with hard work and the perseverance of just never giving up, mm-hmm. I think, have been absolutely essential. Oh, my goodness. Wow, Chanel. I mean, that's you said several things right there. You know, you said when he's when he was not there in your perception, he was not there anymore. You know, it's like, okay, I need to reconnect (laughs) at that point. You know, when I when I hit rock bottom, I found out that he is still there, you know, and it also gives you that that certain ability to never give up despite whatever your circumstances, you know, were at that time. I mean, Chanel, that's that's powerful stuff. <laughs> that, yes. Yeah, that, that is powerful. And so let me ask you this, then, as it relates to business, I mean, did you did he somehow come in as, as a female entrepreneur who you have a certain set of challenges that unfortunately men don't have to deal with? Did God somehow give you the courage to move forward as a female entrepreneur in business, or how how did that play out? Oh, without a doubt, and you hit you hit the nail on the head there. Women, we most certainly face challenges that men don't face, right. and that's that's really a daily issue. That's not something that just goes away after you prove a certain position. Um, every new opportunity, every door that's open, there's some kind of an issue that's related to gender there. So I think that's that's huge. Um, in terms of God's role in that, God really has given me his spirit. And what I mean by that is I have this conviction that Inspired by Purpose was going to be the name of my business. I put it on business cards six years before I even got my trademark approved. I, I was so convinced that this is what it was going to be and that that's what God told me it was going to be and to move forward in it. I had no idea what that looked like. And so I asked God to to help place me in the position that I needed to be in. And that conviction alone is a daily thing that carries me forward into my own purpose. And, and every day, carrying a name like Inspired by Purpose forces me to ask myself, what am I inspired by? What is my purpose? And so it's very humbling each and every day. Oh, my goodness. Chanel, you are really (laughs) providing some insight and some wisdom. We're going to take a quick break, but I really want our studio audience to stay connected because, you know, we are talking to Chanel. She is sharing some major things and really giving us some insight into why the life of an entrepreneur is not for the faint of heart. And we come back from break. I want us to pick up this question again about how the idea of gender can sometimes be a deterrent and how it can be a challenge in and of itself. Stay tuned, everybody. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's Dr. Jason Carthen, the leadership linebacker, and we are talking to Chanel Holmgren, and we're talking about the idea of why the life of an entrepreneur is not for the faint of heart. And 
Before we transitioned, you know, Chanel was really giving us some nuggets of wisdom as it relates to not only her faith, but how that's been able to really help her navigate some of the challenges as a female or a woman in business. Because as we all know, you know, that playing field is not always level. So, Chanel, one of the things that I want to ask you, how have you been able to deal some of those issues related to gender? Because, you know, before we went to break, you really, it was nice. It was refreshing to hear that you said there's always something (laughs) that comes up. And even though you have this passion and this desire, there are roadblocks that have been placed in front of you, but you've been able to navigate it. Can you give us an idea of how you've been able to do that? Sure, sure, Jason. I think that every day in business, most women face these challenges, as I mentioned. And one of those challenges, especially in the fitness health industry, is it's primarily a male-dominated industry. And so um, women just physically are usually weaker than men and our statures are different. So just walking into that industry um, has been quite a challenge and proven to be something that constantly proving your position or knowledge or um, being questioned about certain things that maybe people don't expect you to know. And so it's, it's really interesting to see a lot of times how women in the health and fitness industry are viewed, um, especially in terms of image and what a woman's physical image should look like in order to be strong and sexy and appealing and taken seriously in business. And that's a very that's a very hard thing to identify. So that's one of that's one of the things that I face. And the other thing is that women tend to have different approach to the way we conduct a business by nature being more caring. Yes. Where in general a lot of a lot of men in business they are very set on a one direction or one faceted mind track maybe not necessarily caring about the details and as a woman i certainly care about the details so that's been another major challenge for me in getting a particular job done mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know and i have to react to that because i think you're dead on many times and we've all seen some of the jokes and <laughs> different things about how women are very relational they're very much in tune with communicating with one another and then you have the guys who are like hey you know, we grunt <laughs> some responses and, you know, we want to see certain things happen. If they don't, then we have our moments. But, you know, I am of a different ilk in that way. Uh, for the longest time, you know, I've placed a, a premium on execution, really having things in place and doing things properly. And the idea that a man or anyone wouldn't value what a woman brings to the table, you know, those subtle nuances, the the care and attention to detail I just really think it's a mistake because women in business have their own way of doing things. And quite frankly, it's proven to be very successful. And I think you're a testament of that as we're talking about it. You know, I want to go back to something you shared, the the, what I would say is the triple threat. You said strong, sexy, but also taken seriously in business. How does a woman how does a woman do that, though, Chanel? How do they do that and really keep that balance? How do they create that sort of uh, triple threat? Oh, wow. I would love the answer to that. So I'll try to answer <laughs> that because that's the ability. Okay, uh, fair enough. <laughs> um, I, I, you 
you know, most of that, what I've come to realize for myself, and I can't necessarily speak for anybody else on this, but knowing that I am doing the best that I can do in terms of my knowledge, my education, that I'm performing a job. And when I'm, when I'm meeting with a client or when I'm coaching a class or when I'm coaching one of my volleyball athletes, that I'm 110% engaged with them at all times, undivided attention, but also that I'm taking care of myself and taking pride in my appearance. And whether that's a particular image or meets a particular standard or image, I have really had to step back and say, this is the best person that I am right now, and I know that I'm bettering the lives of others and at the same time seeking out to better myself and and it's a work in process Mm -hmm. so I really preach that to all of my clients is that we're all in progress and we're all developing and I think that's an important issue that a lot of women feel that they have to fit a certain stereotype or image. Otherwise, they can't even step into that role. But I don't believe that to be true. Well, Chanel, you certainly answered that question. <laughs> I think if there's anyone that's listening, uh, that was dead on to be a triple threat. I-, I love the idea that you have to be comfortable within yourself. You be the best you that you can be. And really don't try and aspire to be, you know, anything that you're not. You know, you have to be genuine and authentic. Uh, That's powerful. That is powerful. So, Chanel, let me sort of switch gears here. I want to ask you, why why is it important for you to really speak about your struggles, you know, from your upbringing as an emancipated teen, but now as a business owner? Why not just let the past be the past? Because obviously it's a part of who you are, but why is it important to you to get this uh, messaging out there? Well, that's that's a great question. There are so many things that are taboo, and abuse is one of them. Mm-hmm. And the cycle in families tends to continue. If you have an abusive upbringing, it's more likely than not that um, suicide or teenage pregnancy or um, repeating the abusive cycle or the use of drug and alcohol will happen. Mm-hmm. So those have all been issues that I've had to fight through in order to not become one of those statistics. But I was, I was labeled as one of those statistics, whether I was doing those things or not. When I was growing up and even in high school, um, and, and even when I tried to seek out help from the abuse from cops and counselors, I didn't. Nobody believed me. And even if they did believe me, they didn't remove me from that particular environment. So, I was fortunate enough that I felt a sense of responsibility for how my life would turn out. Mm -hmm. But there are people out there that have never looked at themselves that way, even into adulthood. And, And I think it's a tragedy that more people who have gone through these things really need to talk about to help with the healing process. And for me, speaking has been part of my healing process. Wow. You know, Chanel, you touched on several things there, and I want to go back so we can go forward. You said that despite trying to have a voice and let people know, people didn't believe you. I want to touch on that for a second. And how did that feel? I mean, was it, how did it make you feel? I'll just start with that. Yeah, that's right. It made me feel hopeless for a period of time. Absolutely hopeless. Um, the people in authority that I thought I could turn to, I could not turn to. Um, I, w- I felt rejected and completely hopeless. Mm-hmm. And there was nowhere 
I couldn't get any lower than where I was at that time. Well, how were you able to fight through that? That's that resilience piece we're talking about. What what made Chanel different? Because we have listeners right now that may be going through some things and they may be challenged in a way that we're not even aware of. How did you come back from that? A lot of it for me, Jason, was, I believe, survival. Mm-hmm. And getting upset and getting angry and it took for me to really get angry and say forget it I can't depend on anybody else I need to do this myself because no one else is going to give me anything they're not going to help me I need to do this and once I realized that that was just a truth and that's the way that the world operated Mm -hmm. um, it really empowered me to say now what do I need to do Oh, my goodness. Okay. And I think you just touched on it there. Even for the individual that may be listening right now, Chanel just shared something with all of us that we all can glean from this, that level of empowerment. It doesn't matter if you are a child or an adult or someone who may be in a a difficult or abusive relationship even right now. At the end of the day, you have to move forward. And Chanel, you are walking, living uh, proof that it can happen. So just, you know, again, your your story is so powerful in that way. And I think we all need to realize there are going to be times that things are not fair <laughs> by our standards. Um, and we have to become empowered to be able to move forward. And we have that example uh, today with you, Chanel. But let me ask you, how did that point you in the direction that you're in now? Because you've decided to go into a career of health and fitness, and it's it's really it's, it's helped you to to develop personally, and it's also allowed you to have a passion to impact your community. How has that sort of thing, where you came from, how has that helped you to be able to move forward to do these things that you're doing now? Well, I think you you hit it on the head when you said um, there's a perseverance there, and as you know, I was emancipated at 16 years old. I was a high school dropout as a 4.0 student, and I dropped out my senior year of high school to work. Oh I lived in a motel, and, and you know, I started thinking about what are my career options going to be? What do I even enjoy doing? And all I knew at that time was that I wanted to be healthy and drug-free, mm-hmm. and my stress relief was going to the gym. And so... At that time, I had literally picked up a magazine at one point and started reading about dietitians and personal trainers, and I thought, huh, well, I wonder if any of the colleges around here have these things, and that's kind of how it started. So I, I enrolled for a two-year degree program in nutrition, and then, of course, it took me 11 years to get a four-year degree after that, mm-hmm. um, but, but that's, really, that's really how it started. And now where I'm at, I have taken so much from that education and applied it to my own life, and I've seen it radically transform the lives of other people, that I really just share that education, that knowledge, and that support with other people. Wow. Chanel, I mean, you you keep dropping all these bombs. You a two-year program, then it took 11 years to get the degree. I mean, all this stuff is tenacity and resilience, and I bet you are a fighter on so many levels. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure people can attest to that. I'm, I'm sure my fiancé can attest to that, too. <laughs> oh, I'm going to start praying for him right now. <laughs> 
But, you know, all, all jokes aside, I mean, the fact that you saw something, and I, and I heard it at the very top of the show when you said, hey, six years out, you had already picked the name, you had the business cards, you were passionate about what you were going to do, and then you came up with the idea of, well, I'm just going to go and educate myself. You know, you're picking up the, the books on becoming maybe a dietitian, whatever it may be, but you had this desire to not only pursue a career in health and fitness, but you just knew that you were going to have the wherewithal to make that thing happen. And Chanel, we're going to take a quick break, but... Before we go to break, I have to ask you, were there any naysayers? Were, were there some people, you know, saying to you, you know, who do you think you are and, and why are you doing this? Were there any obstacles in your way when this was taking place? Oh, absolutely. I mean, my I have an estranged relationship with my mother that actually I'm working on rebuilding now. But at the time, it was, well, you think you're better than everyone because you'll be the first person to get a degree in our family. So you, our family is not good enough for you. And so it was a lot of rejection from my own family. Oh, my goodness. Well, you and I could swap some horror stories there. Okay, well, we're going to take a quick break. Everybody, hey, we are talking to Chanel Holmgren. She is just amazing. We're talking about why the life of an entrepreneur is not for the faint of heart. And when we come back from break, I want to unpack this a little bit more because we all have naysayers and doubters that press in. And Chanel's story gives us hope that we can continue to push through that regardless of our circumstances and still make greatness happen. Stay tuned, everybody. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's Dr. Jason Carthen, the leadership linebacker, and we have really been talking about some things that are really uh, close to me, you know, in terms of why the life of an entrepreneur is not for the faint of heart, and you must know why you're doing it. How is it tied to your purpose? And Chanel Holmgren has been sharing with us today why it's so important to never lose sight of what's been placed in your heart by the Lord, and then also understanding you're going to have to be tough throughout the process and that's what we're talking about right now now chanel before we went to break you were sharing that there are going to be haters people that do not want to see you do well and and it can be very challenging in order to be able to move forward can you give us an idea of you know what it felt like to maybe have people in the camp that really weren't in your corner and, and then how you dealt with it absolutely Yes, as I mentioned, I had even my my own family members um, and people who I was estranged from or trying to rebuild a relationship with that were haters, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, and this is something I've struggled with even up until today. There are situations or um, environments that I've been in that people just don't want to see you succeed. And after years of trying to prove myself or prove my position, I really had to come to the place to accept that there's going to be adversity, especially yes. when you're doing God's work or you are doing something that's new to the world or you're doing something in a different type of way, there will be adversity. Mm -hmm. It's just a fact. 
worthwhile. And the idea of, I guess, coming to grips with that, though, Chanel, many people, and I, it can be a mind trap, and I tell people that all the time, you can really paint yourself into a corner and think, well, I just can't go forward. People are not going to support me. People are not going to like what I'm doing. But the fact that you made the decision, regardless of what was taking place, to really say, hey, I'm going to have adversity. I got to push through it, whatever they may be saying right now. Uh, but I think you also allow us to have a glimmer of hope, too, because you said that maybe you're even working on some of these relationships with people that weren't in your corner. I mean, did you sort of uh, reach out to them or do they see now the value of what you're doing? It's a little bit. Yes, it's a little bit of both. And I would say um, I, I'd like to add to the last point. Another way that I often dealt with it to kind of prove my position was, you know, I would only kind of cry at home and mm-hmm. deal with all these emotions that built up. And so that's, you know, part of being a woman in business too, sure. is mm-hmm. keeping that straight face. But in terms of rebuilding some of those relationships, a little bit of it was me reaching out. Um, and a lot of it was other people reaching out to me. And I, in fact, am very thankful because I got a couple of apologies from people that I dearly love. And because of that, healing has been able to take place. That's not to say that everybody now sees the value. There are certainly people that I don't communicate with now, and that's okay, too. Mm-hmm. But there, there has been some rebuilding. Um, and, and really, it's just a testament of, the fact that I saw a vision and I had to come to accept that other people could not see the vision that God gave me. Right. And that is, Chanel, that is not a new thing. I mean, at the end of the day, as a leader, that walk can be very lonely and many people will not be on board. Uh, Now, Am I saying that we all want to experience that loneliness? No. <laughs> <Not No. saying. laughs> but, you know, we, we also, that doesn't mean we have to embrace that loneliness either. Uh, so Amen. yeah, that's it. That's it, sis. You know, so I think at the end of the day, though, we do have to understand that if you're called out and God has placed something on your heart, there are going to be times um, that it is very uh, lonely. There are going to be times that you do hope that people will understand the vision that's been placed upon your heart. But as you just shared and eloquently, I may add that, you know what, regardless, I still have to move forward, have to see this thing come to fruition. So, but I have to ask you this, if there was one thing that's been the biggest struggle for you, what would it be, Chanel? What, what's that one thing that's just like, oof, here we go again? Oh, I would say my biggest struggle has been fighting the past, mm. if you will. Letting the past be in the past. Um, my past, as, as you know, and I know that you've experienced some of this from your story as well, mm. having those emotions and those memories tied to specific instances or people, um, letting the past be the past. And I struggled a lot with survivor's guilt, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, I had, I have siblings who haven't made it out of that cycle. And so I was kind of the black sheep mm-hmm. um, in a different way. And so I, I really struggled with having that guilt of moving forward and what I felt to be leaving everybody else behind. Mm. So that's probably been one of the biggest challenges for me and something that still occasionally comes up for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I I do. I mean, I can certainly relate to you in that way. Um, but I would love to hear, you know, how how do you get past it? I know how I navigate some of those recesses of my mind. But how do you, how do you get past that? Because it's it's something that if you let it, it can remain with you through your decision making. It can remain with you in the next steps in your life. Uh, all those things. How do how do you get past it even now, Chanel? Yeah, the, the main way that I get past it is that I realize, and and this is something that I coach all of my clients in as well, is that we have to take care of ourselves mm-hmm. in order to be able to give anything to the world, whether that be financial, emotional, um, volunteering, what, whatever that may look like. I know that I've had to move forward in my purpose and my conviction so that I can have something to offer the world, so that I can volunteer in my community. And so that always outweighs feelings of guilt. You know, Chanel, the idea of what you said, uh, we have to take care of ourselves before we can even think about helping someone else. I, A lot of times I will share that we cannot give what we do not have. And what I mean by that is if we don't have peace, if we don't have the uh, closure that we need, uh, then it's going to always be there. So it sounds like, you know, what you're sharing with your coaching clients, what you're sharing with those that you're mentoring, uh, maybe even on the college volleyball team or the, the team that you're coaching in some ways or training, you know, you have to make sure they take care of themselves first before they can move forward. Now, did you just figure that out on your own, Chanel, or is it something that maybe you learned along the way or... How'd you come to that knowledge? Yeah, I, uh, well, I didn't learn it on my own. I've had a lot of people that have taught me along the way. Um, One of those people being my grandmother, who Mm. is my mother's mom, and she's wonderful. I lived with her for a couple of years before I was emancipated. She took me in, Mm -hmm. and she really was speaking to me from a place of looking at my mother, who is a loving woman, but she never took care of herself. Mm. And because she didn't, she couldn't provide for her children, and her family was in disarray. So that's kind of a wisdom that came from my grandmother that she really taught me. Mm. And I, although I didn't know what it looked like um, throughout the years, and I'm very close to my grandmother, we often talk about it. And it's been a blessing to see my grandmother now taking care of herself first and That's having great. so much to offer. So it's definitely been a process along the way. Yeah. That's that's wisdom right there, though. I mean, I think so many times we we forget that those that have gone before us have a lot to provide in terms of wisdom and knowledge. And it sounds like you were able to really pick some things up that you're now giving to other people as well to help them move yeah. forward. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, my, my grandmother's wisdom, un, unmatched by yeah. anybody I've met to date. That's great. That is great. Keeping in touch with that, I guess we'd say at this point, um, talking about wisdom and why some people do what they do, why do you believe most people don't get the results they're searching for, whether it's business or health or fitness or maybe even their finances? <laughs> why do you think that happens? Great question. I think it's a combination of several factors, but most importantly, I think that it's because people give up too soon. They view an obstacle or a roadblock as a 
failure, that is their end-all, be-all. Oh, I've tried it two or three times, it's just not working. Instead of listening to what their inner voice or their purpose is, or they're not identifying what is their purpose. And and so they're giving up too, too easily. They, they may not have the tenacity or they may not know how to exercise that tenacity. So really finding something to pursue that's a deep-rooted conviction is very important. That is good stuff. People give up too soon. As you're, as you're speaking, I'm taking notes here. And at the end of the day, I think we, we all have met, you know, obstacles that really seem like, oof, how am I going to deal with this? Uh, but to your point, if we just keep pushing, pushing through it, or maybe even if it's something related to business, we educate ourselves about it, then we can overcome that. Uh, and that's that's the powerful thing of, of what you're saying. You know, if people give up too soon, they'll never know what they could accomplish. Chanel, that's huge. All right. So let me ask you, you, you have all these different things that you are doing, Chanel. You have all these uh, plates that are sort of spinning. And, you know, what's your ambition? to contribute to the world through entrepreneurship with all these things going on? My ambition is to change a small piece of the world through Mm. connecting with people and helping them become a better version of themselves and change their lives. And I use health, fitness, nutrition, and community events, and even um, a lot of my contracts with the city of Reno I use those as doorways, if you will, to really connect with a wider scale of people that all have some similar foundational goals in mind. And and really, the goal is just to change a small piece of the world to get people thinking differently and hopefully to inspire others who have been through similar struggles that may have never gotten the opportunity to speak about it before or really think about it before instead they've pushed it back my goal is to get them to have their own voice wow that is good stuff i I love how you share change a small piece of the world (laughs) i mean if we if we all tried to do that chanel we would really see just a better place we would see the impact if we all just tried a small piece it's not like we have to end you know world hunger but if we can just do our part that part is huge Chanel okay so we have to take a quick break but hey everybody I want you to realize that we are really hearing something very special we have a very unique lady that's on the line uh, sharing some things with us today related to why the life of an entrepreneur is not for the faint of heart. We are talking to Chanel Holmgren, and we're going to take a quick break, but then when we come back, Chanel, I want to let you know we're going to talk about this Inspired by Purpose and what it means. Stay tuned, everybody. All right. Hey, we are back, everybody. And we have been talking to Chanel Holmgren. She's been sharing some things with us today that we can certainly learn from. But now I want to transition a little bit and I want to talk about this idea of inspired by purpose. And Chanel, I want you to really let us know what is this message behind inspired by purpose? Inspired by purpose is really the idea that each of us 
exist on this earth for a reason. And believing, or I believe, that our, our mission in life is to discover what that is and to help others discover their purpose and walk in it. So that's really the main message of Inspired by Purpose, is creating communities that are really edifying each other, empowering each other, and allowing people to step into their, the life of their dreams by identifying their purpose. And that takes work to find it for a lot of people. It's not just necessarily a conviction, but it's something that we can use goal setting and life coaching to help people discover what it is that they're meant to do and why they're here. Now, when you hear about, and thank you for that descriptor, I mean, that's that's very detailed. Many people, if you talk about purpose, I'm not sure they would have been able to give you some so much clarity uh, that you just provided. Now, you mentioned the whole idea of, of coaching, goal setting. Does that help them to achieve that uh, idea of what their purpose is? Or is this something that happens after they have recognized what their purpose is at that point, Chanel? Jason, that's a great question. I think it can go both ways depending on the individual. Everyone does have a different journey and a different process by which they discover things. Um, for some people, they never necessarily take the time out of their busy day with families and work and children to actually sit down and ask themselves questions um, or to think about what their goals are. And when they're able to do that, a lot of times they're able to start discovering things about themselves or specific callings to their lives that they may not have known before. And then others, maybe such as myself, I just had this innate, innate knowing of, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do. But I don't believe that everyone necessarily has that or knows how to take the time out and listen to that conviction. Oof. So do you help, Chanel, do you help people to do that sort of thing? Do you... And I don't know, but I mean, do you sort of come in and help them to assess that piece or how do you do I, that? I do. I do. So in addition to my fitness clients, um, athletic strength and conditioning, as well as the one-on-one -on -one training and the group training, I also have um, some life coaching options and I partner with another life coach who kind of attacks this from, from both ends because we focus on not just behavioral changes, but internal changes that drive the physiological behavior. So we're looking at both elements of that. And then through one of my other services called Inspire Me Mommy, which is a community for women and children that can come, the women can come and bring their kids and come to a workout and goal setting sessions or life coaching sessions without needing a babysitter. And so what we really do there is we start unpacking what is their role and what are their, what are their goals and what do they want to get out of only not just their fitness class, but what do they want to get out of their life? Mm -hmm. So we, we take one-on-one -on -one time and then um, also sitting down in groups is something that I use as well. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Chanel, you you are doing a lot. Well, let me let me do this. If people wanted to get in contact with you or if they wanted to hear about some of these uh, coaching opportunities or remain connected, if they have a question, how do they get in contact with you? Do you have a website? Are you on social media? What can you share with our audience? I do. I do. I'm on all of them. Um, my website is be inspired by purpose 
www.likepageinspiredbypurpose.com. You can find me on Facebook, Like Page Inspired by Purpose, or Inspire Me Mommy. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Chanel Nicole. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Well, I think that people, if you have not already, uh, you need to look up Chanel. <laughs> you need to follow her, uh, get connected with her and certainly grow, grow from her. Um, I guess I would say expertise from what I've heard today. It's expertise. And she's continuing to expand upon that. Now, let me ask you, you're doing all these things, Chanel. Who do you seek? Uh, for advice in, in life and business? Who do you go to and ask? That's a great question, and I think it's a really important one. Um, I mentioned my grandmother earlier. She is she is absolutely amazing, and she's been through the best and worst of it. So she is, on a personal level, my number one go-to person. I also have a team of um, professors and mentors, people who run their own businesses, um, and then even up at the local university, there's a doctor there who he runs the entire business school. He is one of my mentors, and they have founded an entrepreneur's assembly that's actually getting ready to go national. And all of these individuals and experts in their field, they volunteer their time one Saturday a month for three hours and invite in local entrepreneurs and help problem solve and work through things. So that's also something that I'm connected in that's been completely transformational, especially the last two years of my career. Wow, that is great. And so would you advocate that people certainly uh, seek out someone that's going to give them advice and then also even with the the opportunity to come together with other entrepreneurs and maybe uh, share stories, best practices is a good idea? Oh, absolutely. As much as we like to believe, or I like to believe for a period of time that I was doing it all myself, that couldn't be further from the truth. There are always people that are willing to give or pour in or share their struggle of what they've been through in hopes that somebody else won't have to go through it. So surrounding yourself with people that are better than you, that have more knowledge or expertise or wisdom than you may have in a certain area has been the number one thing that I've sought out. And it's really challenged me to grow as a person. And I've carried that into my entrepreneurship. Yeah, that's great. I think that is very, again, wise advice. You know, you cannot operate in a vacuum. Uh, You can't exist as a closed system. And it sounds like uh, you are seeking out others. And if we were probably researching and gathering data, you are probably uh, experiencing some success (laughs) since you've been connecting with other people, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the level, the level to which it's taken me has been exponential compared to where I was at just with myself or with a smaller group of mentors. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's great. And that's something that I think we all have to remember. If you are going to do what God has called you to do, some things you have to walk out alone, but then there are other times that you can learn and grow and develop and You don't have to do that. You don't have to do it in a bubble in that way. And you can do some amazing things. So, Chanel, you know, as a capstone really to today and so many things that you have shared, you know, what sort of advice uh, would you give to people out there who maybe 
I don't know, having a hard time overcoming a problem or maybe they're even too afraid to take a risk toward fulfilling their purpose. What advice would you have for them? Okay, yes. Well, I would say especially to the women in business that are listening, knowing that there are different obstacles that women have to face and embracing those is is absolutely essential to succeeding as a woman in business. But then on a broader scale to everyone who's listening to understand that to whom much is given much is required and if we want to accomplish great things in this world we need to be willing to pour a lot in and in terms of taking a risk really important to identify what is holding us back from taking that leap of faith or taking that next step and once you identify that as a fear or whatever it may be you can deal with that and and really step into the life that was created for you to have. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Chanel, yet again, I mean, you are sharing some nuggets there. And I think to all of our listening audience today, we've been able to uh, glean some things from Chanel. I mean, even that, that last component there, understanding that you have to face your fears. You have to walk in it. And to whom much is given, much is required. And... I think if we can wrap our minds around that, you know, we'll be better for it. There are going to be obstacles. There are going to be challenges, as Chanel has told us, but that does not have to define us. We can still move forward. Chanel, I want to say thank you for being on the show today. You have been a blessing to me. Thank you so much, Jason. It's been a blessing to me and an honor. I'm I'm truly honored and thankful. Oh, no problem. Well, hey, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. We've been talking about why the life of an entrepreneur is not for the faint of heart. And today has been great. Remember, chase after your dreams and live every day on purpose. Take care now. You've been listening to Discover the Leader in You with the leadership linebacker, Dr. Jason Carthen. We want to hear from you. Connect with us now. Visit our blog and visit our website at jasoncarthen.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Enterprises. Follow us on Twitter at Jason Carthen. Let's keep the conversation going. And if you want to listen to the podcast, go to jasoncarthenradio.com. Be sure to join us every Sunday at 2 p.m. on AM 1420, The Answer, to discover the leader in you.